fans of the Volley Chief. I have a very uh, interesting new episode here. One of the things I mentioned for the start of 2024 was I wanted to try to expand my reach. And uh, I we have done that. This is our first out of my circle, out of my area guest. So they say everything's bigger in Texas. So hopefully this, uh, this show will be a bigger one. Um, I was lucky enough to have Kevin reach out to me and I'm going to give him a chance to introduce himself. But this is going to be part of our attempt to I've decided to make it a, a little bit of a goal of the show to interview somebody from every state. So going to start with Texas. No particular reason why, but, uh, you know, Kevin and I have talked a couple times on the phone. I think it'll be a, a, a neat conversation between two guys on opposite sides of the country and, and how things work and how they're the same and how they're different. So I'm going to give Kevin a chance to introduce himself. So take it away, Kev. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, been looking forward to it. My name's Kevin Hendricks. I'm the assistant fire chief of West Carlisle Volunteer Fire Department. Um, we're located just on the west side of Lubbock County in uh, Lubbock, Texas. So for those of us up here, because most of my listeners are obviously still in New England, you're on the far side of Texas, correct? Correct, yeah. So we're kind of on the uh, yeah far west side of Texas. We're about uh, 50, 60 miles from the New Mexico border. So that would be across the entire state of Connecticut? away from right right (laughs) and uh how how long have you been with the fire department what got you involved in it uh so you know my uncle he's a fire chief uh my dad whenever he got off the fire department he was assistant fire chief excuse me um and you know i mean my cousins you know i've got another uncle that's in it you know it it's kind of been in the family for quite a while so you know about age 16 we started a junior firefighter program here i kind of kicked that off and Pretty much the rest is history. Worked my way all the way up to assistant chief. So, and when was that? How long ago? Uh, so that was uh, let's see, two thousand seven is when we started the uh, the junior firefighter program. So, yeah, about what 16, 17 16 years. years. Nice. Okay. And uh, you guys cover you know again differences. You you have area. I mean, we're around here. You know, Derby's five square miles. On and, and you guys are covering a pretty big chunk, correct? Right. Yeah, we're covering a man. I think it's about 12, 15 square miles. What we're covering. Um. So in in our county, there's eleven volunteer fire departments, and everybody kind of has their own little area. But we also do quite a bit of mutual aid. You know, with with all of them, really. And then you have just one station, or what? Uh. Yeah. So we have one station. Uh, we run, I believe it's nine frontline vehicles including two command rides an engine uh tankers or tenders uh brush trucks ladder trucks so we i mean we, we got to be able to do it all yeah because i i so your district's 12 miles but the the county you guys respond neighboring districts and stuff like that too so your first new district is a 12 mile area that's that's a pretty good size of uh the first do right yeah 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 it's 12 square miles so uh you know depending on which way you go you know it Towards the county line out to the west, you know, it's about four miles. And then, you know, we'll back to the east, you know, we go about three or four miles and kind of about the same north and south. 
God, I think if I was in a fire truck going to a call for more than like four minutes, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, we, we had a run last night that was about, uh, oh, I don't know, I think from the fire station to where the call was, I think it was about a 20-minute drive. Oh. I, that was in a, that was two territories over from us, but it was a big house fire, long ways away from any type of water source, so. Okay, so yeah, you don't, I mean, again, luckily around our area, we have hydrants growing out of the ground. Uh, tankers are, are foreign to, to me. Which is which is nice because you know in most volunteer organizations you rely on a lot on tankers, but our area is uh, well hydrated. So uh, you guys you guys are relying on tankers for water. Yeah, absolutely. So we have zero fire hydrants in our first due because um, we're in the unincorporated parts of Lubbock County. Um, so yeah, we we shuttle all of our water in. Um, you know, we, we use uh, drop tanks and the engine will draft out of those, and we're we're very well at it because we do it pretty much every fire so yeah and and again just differences you know connecticut nothing is unincorporated we don't even actually have counties anymore they got rid of the county government system right. so you know for us everything's everything's somebody's uh yeah. and it's been it's been for a while now uh how many officers do you have in the department uh so we have two uh chiefs uh, the fire chief uh myself the assistant fire chief and we have four captains um so, and all that's voted on by the membership. Uh, we do voting every two years. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things. If you're good at your job, you get to stay in there for a while. And if they don't like you, you're out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're, you're out. So, but no, I mean, we have a great group of guys here. Uh, we're extremely young fire department. Um, mo most of our guys are under the age of 30. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're pretty lucky around here for a small department. You know, we I think we have 19 on the roster right now. So, okay. And when you say young, you mean age wise or the department is young? Well, well, both age wise. I mean, you know, like I said, most of the guys are under 30 years old. Um, the department was established in 1983, so we're we're yeah, still a fairly young department. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I, ours, our department was the, the first fire company in Derby was like 1837. So. Okay. Uh, you know, and around here, that's common, like mid 1800s for a lot of the right. the companies. But uh, yeah, that's so now do you guys have so obviously state of Texas, I'm sure you have like, you know, you you still do your firefighter one and your all that. Uh, like, right, yeah, like we yeah. Do. yeah, we have firefighter one, firefighter two, you know, your hazmat stuff. Um, and then after pretty much after you get those certs, then you can kind of branch out to whatever, you know, I, I started out, you know, going through fire academy. I did that. Um, got firefighter one, two, all my hazmat stuff out of the way. And then I went to fire inspector, fire investigator, fire instructor. So nice. So do you have requirements for the officers? Do they have to have certain certifications or could it could? Well, not necessarily certain certifications. Um, we do require them to have, you know, a certain amount of time on the department before they're able to run for that position. Okay. Yeah. I believe, uh, like I know we instituted it's you got to have obviously uh, a minimum to be a lieutenant. So again, different you, I've noticed when you get down South out West, the rank of lieutenant kind of vanishes a little bit. Right. And, uh, and you have, uh, you know, just captains in a lot of, uh, a lot of places, but we, yeah, do... a lot of the, yeah, yeah. A lot of the volunteer departments around here, you know, just run captains. Um, but once you get, you know, on the career side, you know, you've, you've got your lieutenants, captains, battalion chiefs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you know, what's actually weird is if you, there's like a chunk around like the DC area, they have sergeants too. Like, a, you oh, know, really? Wow. yeah, it's, 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 uh, but we require, you know, a certain number of years, you gotta have a minimum of fire uh, two and you have to have safety officer just to make lieutenant. And then from there, as you move up, 
you know, uh, and I, I, I do. I mean, I, I think it's important. Now, do you, you guys have uh, annual training requirements? Like, how do you guys, how do you guys run the training in the department? Well, so we uh, do pretty much all in-house training. Um, we do, well, there are several guys that go to several different, you know, outside schools a year. We just did one uh, this last weekend in a little town about 30 minutes south of us. Um, we had six or seven of our guys actually helping teach one of the projects, and we had several guys take classes. So, you know, there's, there's schools all around here. Um, they go to those. Uh, we also just finished up a uh, – well, the newer guys finished up a class through uh, the state. Uh, Teeks is what it is. Um, yes, we're familiar with Teeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run by Texas A&M University system. Um, they they just finished up firefighter one, two, hazmat awareness and ops. So um, they they finished that up two weeks ago, I think. And so now they're all getting ready to take their state test for that. So we'll we'll turn out about another. I think it's twelve more. Firefighter one, firefighter twos. Good. And now, how are you guys funded? Do you uh, like? Is it? Are you guys the fundraising? Are you out there in the community? Are you? Are you? You receive a. Uh... Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, we, we get a stipend every year from the county. Um, we basically contract through Lubbock County uh, to provide fire and rescue services. Um, and that no part, EMS. No, no, no EMS. We used to have an ambulance here in our station, and. Uh, that's a that's a story for another day, but <laughs> we don't have it anymore. Um, but yeah, we're we're strictly fire, um, so we we do get a stipend through the county, um, and that's based off of a call volume on a five year rolling average. Um, we're paid per call on a five year for our average call number on a five year rolling average, um, and then we also do uh, some fundraisers, you know, some stuff around town and stuff with the community so that helps out a lot yeah and I, I mean those are always you know they take up a lot of your time we're in the process of, of setting up a 5k race right now for our ambulance oh, yeah. corps and it's like you know the, it, it's a lot of work and I, I think that's one side of things that uh, a lot of people don't realize but the, it, it does take a lot to keep the machine going sure oh yeah yeah it's a it's a lot of work but you know it, it's a lot of fun also oh yeah yeah and it, it builds the camaraderie it keeps there, there is a place for that it's just you got to make sure it doesn't go a little overboard yeah exactly yeah <laughs> one of our biggest fundraisers is uh we we cook funnel cakes at the fair um it makes makes very good money um you know if you, get a totally so you guys you, wait, you guys you guys have like the county fair yeah yeah yeah, we, yeah okay it, actually the fair here uh that they run here it's called the south plains fair it's the second most attended fair next to the texas state fair so i mean it, it's pretty good size and it it runs about a week and a half yeah, see again, because we're so small up here, the 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 big fair for us is they call it the big E and it's actually all of New England. Oh wow. So like yeah, so we, we don't even get our own fair, you know, like yeah. we have to share with Rhode Island and Massachusetts and all the rest of yeah. New England because we're so yeah. small. Right. But uh <laughs> that's awesome though. <laughs> so now uh you've been, you said 16 years, you're the assistant chief, you got a bunch of new guys coming in. So so What's one thing, like, I'm I'm a new officer sitting down with you. You know, g give me a couple uh, pieces of your spiel. Like, what 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 would you say to one of your new officers? What do you think your best advice is to somebody just stepping into a, a leadership role? Oh, man. Uh, let me see here. I think first and foremost, you know, I mean, you, you have to be a leader. You have to be an officer. But also, you got to, you know, especially in the volunteer world, you know, you – 
you got to treat them as one of your own, you know, one of your friends, um, brothers, sisters, you know, whatever it may be. So, you know, I mean, you, especially in the volunteer service, you can't get too crazy, you know, with nitpicking stuff and, um, you know, just, you don't want to be that guy, you know, that nobody likes. Um, but like I said, most of our officers, you know, they, uh, I think our youngest officers, 24, 25, something like that. And he's been an officer, I think, for four years. And, you know, all of our officers do really well with, you know, yes. handling business. So, yeah, see, we were, we were lucky. So we, our officers are a rotating basis of, of the, the captains and the lieutenant there. It's a one year term it's voted on. And where we luck out is we have going back to when I was a kid, we had a lot of phenomenal senior, very seasoned firefighters. And mm -hmm. I, I hate to say it. You, you, I mean, at that point you could have put like a banana in the officer seat and those guys knew everything to do. They, they, you know, they knew their jobs. They knew how to run a scene. They knew all that information from experience. So they would put us in the officer positions relatively young. And it was because you always had that group of older guys that, mm -hmm. you know, anytime you want to call, you could always, you know, you, know, like you learn from them every time. And that's, you know, what, one of my always sayings about us up here in our little town is that we're a very good fire department because we had that. We had, you know... When I joined in the mid '90s, you had all the guys from the '70s and the '80s that were still there, and they, you know, done a lot of work back then. And, and you went to fires with them, and they were great because they would, you know, they never took the line, they never took the 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 tool. They always gave it to you right. as as the junior person, knowing that one day you were going to be the senior mm -hmm. person. And I I I swear that's one of the biggest backbones in in not just the volunteer fire service, but the fire service is that that understanding that your job is not is not just to do the, the here and now but your job is to prepare for the future right yeah that that's what we tell all of our guys you know we're, we're constantly training our replacements right yeah uh, <laughs> you know and let let those older firemen teach these younger firemen how to become older firemen you know yeah uh, that's that's it exactly what the <laughs> you know i mean you get those guys you know that are straight out of academy or whatever you know or get on the fire department you know they're big bad tough firemen you know they think they know it all and then they get out on that first fire and they're like whoa hold up <laughs> usually know? they have a mustache and t-shirt to match and all yeah, that exactly. you're like okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's what we tell we're, we're constantly training our replacements you know so that you know the next new guy that walks in the door you know in 10 15 20 years could be the fire chief you know i mean right yeah scary sometimes when you look at what's walking in the door exactly yeah <laughs> yeah but uh you know we, we train everybody pretty much the same way here um since we do um a lot of different type responses you know grass fires mvas uh house fires you know all that um and being volunteer whenever you show up to the station you never know what truck you know you, you may be driving the engine you know so you may be pumping or you may be on the water shuttle or you may be on the nozzle. So we have to train everybody to be able to do everything. Now I'm going to ask you a really stupid question because obviously, uh, you know, being from Connecticut and never having traveled to the state of Texas yet, I have like preconceived notions of Texas. Okay. So like to me, when you say like, oh, like we have grass fires, like I picture all, even though Texas is massive, in my mind, it's like desert with a cactus and like the, the skull of the buffalo or the cattle. You know, so like, what's right. what's your yeah. terrain? I guess is the is what I would wonder. So we're extremely flat here. Um, we're we're on the Cap Rock, 
so the running joke is, you know, you can watch your dog run away for two days. <laughs> you know, that's how flat we are. We we have no trees, but the wind blows all the time. Uh, like today, you know, we're 40, 30, 40 mile an hour winds with gusts to 50 right now. Um, so you're like, like I said, you're stereotypical, like flat. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Texas flat. Yeah. Prairie yeah. land, I guess you'd say. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but we, we do have quite a bit of grass, um, what they call CRP uh, grass. It's, it's kind of clump grass. I've heard it called love grass also. Um, that came back from, I, I don't remember what year it was, but years ago, the government paid a bunch of, you know, people that weren't farming, you know, make because uh, cotton's the big thing around here. That's what they grow around here. Um, I guess when they kind of got out of that business, they paid all these farmers to plant CRP just to kind of basically eliminate the dust bowl type stuff. Um, and so I, they, I don't think they fund that anymore now. Um, so we, we do get a lot of grass fires out there, you know, and it's, you know, a mile, a couple miles of just open grass field with, with no barriers, nothing, nothing out there. That sounds like a lot of walking. Well, we, with, <laughs> so with our grass fires, we, uh, like I said, I mean, it might be, you know, a mile or so from one side of the fire to the other. And so all of our uh, tankers and brush trucks are equipped to pump and roll. So, you know, we have cages and catwalks on them where the guys stand and fight fire, you know, while you're driving. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like Connecticut's rolling like, you know, hills and rivers and streams and trees and, and New Englandy, you know, you picture that right. New England. So it, but we don't get, you know, like a, a, a giant brush fire for us would be like a hundred, you know, a hundred yards. We, right. at that point, we'd be like, holy crap, look at the size of this thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, it's, and again, it's funny because now there's probably two guys out in California listening to this, like that, that's a big brush fire, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the biggest one I went on, uh, I used to work for the forest service. We'd do wildland fires primarily. Uh, the biggest one I went on was a little over 12,000 acres. So yeah. Yeah. We don't have that around here. <laughs> yeah. we, luckily we don't, I mean, you know, in Lubbock County where we're so densely populated now, um, a lot of that kind of stuff is going away and we're turning into more of a, uh, I mean, I, I guess you can still call it a rural fire department, but you know, it's kind of, it, it's kind of a mix really. We, we do have some patches of, you know, pretty decent sized fields, but we're, we're starting to get more and more houses, you know, people are moving out of the city, you know, wanting to live in the country and that kind of stuff. So. So it's out of towners. That'll be the downfall of everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're building huge houses, you know, a long ways away from everything. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's amazing how fast the landscape can change and uh, you know, the, the, the city cycle around where they're, there'll be development it'll it'll stay it'll get run down they'll knock it down rebuild it and you're back into the cycle of just you know rebuilding and building yeah but uh now do you guys like how like how often do you guys meet how often do you guys train like what's your your schedule like so uh we have business meetings uh once a month that's the first monday of every month that's kind of where we sit down and talk and take care of whatever business needs to be taken care of um vote on things you know if we're buying something or you know, whatever it may be, um, anybody can bring uh, anything up to the attention of the department. Um, and then every Monday after that in the month is a training. So we, we so meet I'll, at uh, 6.30 and train until, <laughs> you know, 9, 10 o'clock in the evening. Um, so we, we do quite a bit of training here. I love it because it's it's the same, right? Like, so we, as far apart as we are, we're Thursdays, our neighboring town, Ansonia's Mondays. 
and the same thing. First Thursday of the month is the business meeting. And then, you know, the rest of the Thursdays are our training evolution. So, right. Yeah. You know, as for us, depending on the season, I would say the warmer weather usually will throw like a weekend, like a Saturday or Sunday morning. And then even in the colder weather, we have to do some ice rescue training, uh, stuff like that. That'll, those will be like weekend. Right. Drills. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad y'all can keep the uh, y'all can keep that ice because we don't we don't want it down here. Of course, we don't. We're we're so dry out here. I mean, you know, we get a big rain or something, and the low lying areas will fill up, but that's usually dried up in two weeks or so after the rain. Yeah, no, it's. It, I mean, again, we're. It's just it's amazing how different it is, but also again, you know how how similar it is. And I, I, yeah, like I, I can remember the you know the first time I went overseas and went to Europe. And, and saw like a European fire truck, you know, like look at this abomination. And then like we opened the first compartment and there was just a set of hearse tools in there. And it was like funny because it's like, here you are, you're thousands of miles away from home. And it's like, oh, it's the same exact thing we use, you know? Exactly. And so it is, yeah, it is. That's one of the, the neat things. And um, so now do you, uh, you said that you had, I, I forgot what you called it, but it was another, uh, what did you call the chief's vehicles? Uh, we'll just call them command rides. Command rides. I've never heard that one. Now up here, yeah. like you get down to like the mid-Atlantic region, they call them like buggies, the, the buggy okay. or the chief's buggy. Yeah. You know, off it's usually just the chief's car, but command rides. I, I kind of like that one. It's uh, I mean, even on the side of mine, it says command two. So okay, command buggies. Got, yeah, yeah, we got command one and command two <laughs> on the chief's ride or the command vehicle or you know something like that. So and about how many runs do you guys handle a year? Uh, we're, right now we're averaging uh, just shy of 200, about 170 to 180 a year. Okay, and then I, I'm I'm assuming that's going to start going up with all the construction and all the. Yeah, we've slowly seen a increase. Um, you know, within the last five, ten years, used to you know whenever I first got on, it was like, man, we run like 70 or 80 calls a year. It's like holy cow, that was busy. You know, now we're doubling that. Doubling that. So, yeah, we're we're averaging about a run. Well, I guess you could say our average throughout the year is about a run every third day or so. But, you yeah. know, I mean, sometimes we'll get six of them in one day. Right, right. One and storm runs on through and then, yeah. Yeah, and then, then go on, you know, a week dry spell or something. And then, you know, 4th of July hits and that that's usually good for, well, two years ago it was good for 19 calls that night. So everything's dry. Yeah, everything. <laughs> nice. It's always dry. And you said you run a lot of mutual aid. So, like, are you guys automatically dispatched to neighboring counties when something happens or neighboring districts? Or uh, Yeah, so our neighboring point? districts uh, to the north and south of us. So you got Shallow Water and Wolferth. Um, they're, they're both, I think, right at seven miles north or south of us. Um, and we do uh, automatic mutual aid with them. Um, but, you know, we have some stuff set up, such as, like, uh, structure fires. Um, that's an automatic two-department response. Um, any outdoor fires with the wind speed greater than 20 miles an hour is an automatic two department response. Um, so like today, you know, with our 40 mile an hour wind, you're, you're getting two departments and they, they actually got a big house fire working out South of town right now. So we've been uh, kind of monitoring that because we run a regional rehab, um, that we can take and, you know, provide guys with drinking water and snacks and just kind of get them cooled off and settled down and. Yeah, because I would imagine, I mean, I imagine for you guys, you know, we deal with it for the, the extreme summer and the extreme winter, and then spring and fall, you kind of you know, mm -hmm. tolerate it. Where you guys, it's you don't have that. It's pretty much extreme. Yeah, yeah. It's a, we, we go from one extreme to the other pretty much all the time. 
Not bad. Not bad. They say if you don't like the weather in West Texas, just wait about 10 minutes. It'll change. It'll change. Yeah, it's, I, I hate – there's another similarity. It's the same thing up here in New England. They say if you don't like the weather, you know, wait 10 minutes, it'll change. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's – again, it's just amazing how we have the similarities and we have the differences. And, and at the end of the day, it's the same job, right? We're, we're just, you know, a bunch of – a bunch of guys and gals that are just trying to help their neighbors and, and do the right thing and keep the community safe. Uh, sure. I know, judging by how we met, I know your family is behind you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and and uh, it's it's actually funny because you know my wife, like like I, her father volunteered in the neighboring town, and, they, and her parents and my parents were friends. So it, it uh, I actually met my wife in EMT class. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was one of those you know uh, one of those stories. But uh, <laughs> so it, it, and that's a big part of it is that uh, the the family commitment that because not you're not just you are committed, but your your family's also committed because oh, it's, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah that, that's what we tell you know all our new guys trying to get on is like you, you got to make sure your family's behind you on this because there's you know I mean unfortunately there's gonna be stuff you have to miss you know as soon as you sit down for dinner that's typically when that pager's right. gonna go you know yeah so what else anything you want to add. And I can't think of anything. Okay. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed this. I hope you did too. Oh yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, keep me updated. If anything ha big happens, you get any good jobs or anything, shoot me a, a text or an email. Uh, I'll throw them up on the page, but, uh, good. yeah, I, I thank you for being my, my first, uh, non Connecticut guest, if you will. And, right. uh, we got, a, I got a couple more coming again. I got some, uh, my goal is to try to work on getting somebody from every state. So Texas is now officially taken. Checked off the list. There you go. Yeah. So Kevin, thank you for your time. Uh, everybody, everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe to the page. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make the machine work so that people uh, pick up on us. And as I mentioned earlier, don't forget July 10th, the Storm Ambulance is hosting the Ambulance Driver 5K at the Bad Sons Brewery. So uh, for some reason, Kevin, if you're in Connecticut on July 10th, Okay. You know, feel free to come run a 5K with us. I will keep that in mind. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Chief. All right. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. FD1's back in service commands terminated.